Here the old gods are dead. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Greta Garbo and Monroe, Dietrich <laughs> and DiMaggio. <laughs> I hope you have bed bugs for real. <laughs> no, well, I was in London seeing the one and only Madonna, and I'm not going to rub it in too much because Liam didn't go. <laughs> but I'm also not itchy, so how about you? Well, we were just texting each other and I was like, I texted Liam and I was like, I'm getting like sick. I can feel like a cold coming on. I can feel it in my waters. No hate. I love going to London. I love spending all my money on basic things. My wages do not convert into like London currency. God, no. My God. That being said, London has never, ever, ever gotten past medieval hygiene. Like, it's so fucking grotty there. You came back with mumps, measles <laughs> and rubella. <laughs> I, w- I honestly wouldn't be surprised if I've got COVID, bed bugs, and scabies because I think that's what's going on in London right now, amongst other things. Scabies, crabs, and fleas. <laughs> <laughs> no, my life was forever changed on Wednesday night when I seen a Madonna. So, like, if I die now because of COVID in the year 2023, then I mean, I died doing what I love. And that was going to go and see gay icons perform at the O2 Arena. I'm so happy for you. I am so, so happy for you. It's bad enough that this is this is our second time recording this episode. We thought we'd get ahead of the curve. We recorded two episodes uh-huh. in one night so that we could rec- set, do a Halloween episode and the episode that we're going to do right now. And then my audio sounds like fucking the aliens from Sims. Like, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Why do we, we should, we should have at least checked between recordings. <laughs> yeah, because we're fucking stupid. So this podcast is late because we're dumb and I don't know what possesses us to never check our mics. Like the Unabomber's methods may have been extreme, but the, <laughs> the thought, when we have to start doing this via smoke signal, telegram <laughs> messages, carrier <laughs> pigeons and more... Ham radio, like the creepy those... wee newsletter. We should just start a radio show. That it would be so much easier. Someone find an independent radio channel. <laughs> then again, you can't edit out like everything we say that is like just 
stupid. It's <laughs> like, not even the mistakes that are our problem. It's the like if we were like I can't folk have like suggested it before, being like, oh, we want to hear like the uncut stuff. Like maybe you should put on Patreon. No, you don't. You actually don't. You really like I'm so <laughs> serious. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> so that's what happened. We recorded two episodes, and I went to um, edit them on the morning that I was leaving to go to London, which was Tuesday, for it to be out on Wednesday. Like the Wednesday this episode was meant to be out. And when to edit them and I was like, oh Liam, you sound like actual dog shit. Like what happened? It's just annoying because like when my audio hits, it hits, but like nine out of ten, <laughs> it just doesn't. <laughs> it, it was a it was a you problem. I was inconsolable on Tuesday. I was texting my sister being like, I'm gonna fucking kill myself and we're cancelling the podcast. I can't do this anymore. But I've kind of got oh, an you, were so, um, you were so close. <laughs> Like, the way you were talking, I was like, oh, damn, I'm the one that wants to do the podcast right now. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, this does bring me so much joy, but I wish we were in a position where we could just have someone fucking do this for us. No, the we... editing, because I'm quite pernickety. But... Oh, now that I'm... Ha- everyone, I got a PhD. Um, now that I have a PhD, we could probably use the... Uni- I'm pretty sure the university has, like, podcast sweets in central oh we could like the uploading and stuff for the podcast is fine but it's just the remoteness like I, we've only done one per, like podcast episode in person and it was before we even started the podcast and everybody says that's one of my favorite episodes and it's like it's because we're in the same room and we're not even yeah. looking each other in the eye <laughs> yeah i mean we never look each other in the eye that's what autism is but you know <laughs> Well, <laughs> well. So, what else have you been up to other than seeing? With what else did you do in London? How long were you there? Like, I was, I was literally in and out of London. It's much like what I did when. So, I went to London when, like, my best pal when I was younger. Like, he lived in the corner with me, for me, when I was wee, and he was like my brother. And my mum considers him my son. Um, um, on your gay um, block, all the on gays. our gay block, all the mm-hmm. gay kids. So, <laughs> me and Brandon would like. <laughs> like genuinely we said this when we went and seen her we were like I can't believe I've just heard Like a Prayer live like that's the song that changed the fucking trajectory of my life <laughs> uh. I cried when she came out so did Brandon like we just spent the whole time like grabbing on each other and green Madonna's gay oh came out onto the stage <laughs> no but like she did she came out like she came out a few weeks ago when she threw her pants... Wait, is this the same time as when she threw her pants onto the floor and it was like, uh, if you get them in the bin, you're straight, and then she threw them just onto the ground? Uh-huh. Queen. Yeah. I, I thought she was no kidding. Surpri- no, it's no surprise <laughs> to me that she fucks women. It's absolutely no surprise. She does I mean, every- yeah. She does a bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, she dabbles. <laughs> what about her What about her surgery? She looks so good. <laughs> She was the way def- that she was like ill and in hospital for a quote unquote bacterial infection. That yeah. bacteria being botulism entering her face for a <laughs> facelift. I mean, I guess it's not really a lie then. It's not. It is a bacterial infection. That's yeah. what Botox is. <laughs> Good for I her. I just kind of believe that she like disappeared through the scene for like six months to return with a world best facelift. I mean, she has out like that. Because it was getting a bit... It looked mental at the Grammys in 2023. Google it if you want. Madonna's face at the Grammys in 2023. And it's like, 
she disappeared with this mystery illness and then comes back. And I can, like, she still looks like she's had, like, loads of surgery because she has. But, like, compared to, like, what she looked like at the Grammys and compared to what she looks like now, it is one of the best examples of plastic surgery that I have ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, I need to know who she went to and, like, how much money I need to save in my life to go there. (laughs) She finally got the number he shares, Doctor. <laughs> She's wanted that industry secret for the fact that like Cher like made sure that at like a relatively young age she was pumping her face fully plastic so it has yeah. remained the same yeah. since turn back time. Because the book are like Cher never ages and I'm like, No, yeah. she does. Like she she does a bit, but like the but the plastic <laughs> surgery has remained the same. Same uh, recipe. It's yeah. Yeah, it's genius. Speaking of Cher and Madonna, that tweet where someone said, what are you doing for Madonna's 50th birthday? And Cher says, getting a colonic. (laughs) (laughs) Cher's Christmas song? Oh my God. Oh my God. It's class. I love when a song's just repetitive and stupid. We're almost in the season for it. I'm so happy. Yeah. Her producers went, Cher, we need a Christmas album where it's an original song. What about if Believe was just a Christmas song? And she went, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is a Christmas song, though. Like, I would, like, that, it has the vibe. I do yeah. not enjoy Christmas music, but I do enjoy that. Campus Christmas, as some might say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that right now. Anyway, Speaking of gay icons, Liam Me. <laughs> Liam Liam got a PhD. The way I was like, I give up. I'm never doing this again. And it was like three interviews. Like that's all it was. <laughs> Me trying and to I get was, a job for real. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. I'm never getting one. I sobbed at work. I was inconsolable one day. And my boss was like, it's a numbers game. And it was literally after three. Like it wasn't like a lot. Like that's not mm-hmm. a lot. Well, Mind um before I've got a new job also. We spoke about all this before. So Liam got an his PhD, I got a new job, and then the night before that I received information that I was gonna be getting this new job, I was at the job that I've just left, crying at work. Amir's like just looking at me like oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> and then the next day I was at work with him and got a phone call to say that I got the job and I was like, Wow, how humbling and embarrassing is this? Like it's I was re- it is really embarrassing. But we win. We won. (laughs) Thank God. Thank God. I think we're just not used to like trying at things. It was really horrible. (laughs) I never want to do that again. (laughs) I hate it when things are not just handed to me. It's so annoying and rude. (laughs) (laughs) What else did we talk about last time? Because I feel like there was some good stuff in there. Well, I wish I knew. I can tell you what I spoke about. <laughs> my audio was fine. Oh my god, we we were sat at Waverly, and you know where like the toilets are. There's like loads of seats. Yeah. We, me and Brandon were sitting before we were trying to London, and there there's a tile in there that just has a random letter A on it. And Brandon was like, "Look <gasps> at that!" And I was like, "Oh my god, this is like Indiana Jones or like the Da Vinci Pretty Code." Pretty little liars. Ah, uh-huh, there's just like the letter A, like stamped into this tile and we're like what could it mean like is this like a treasure hunt or is this like a geocache or something and then he went and like rubbed his finger over it it was just like a sticker like on the floor that had been there for when there was like a piano or something like in Waverly and that's what it was I was like this is so humbling oh my god I never think to like look into these things you two are so curious I see it and I'm like that's weird 
And then I move on with my day. <laughs> I mean, no, we went looking for a geocache, like, no far away from where we live. And I don't know how folk did it. Because this one was, like, so, so, so well hidden. We were, like, wandering around a tree for about half an hour and did not find it. What is a geocache? Like, a little cache that has, like, a message or something in it. Or you can write your name in it. And if you find it, you can do that. But they're hidden in, like, random places. Like, folk will put put them inside fences or inside drains or like make something and make them like really elaborate and you go on like this website called geocacher or geocache finder or whatever it is and it'll give you coordinates and then you just go and find it it's a good way to motivate yourself to go for a walk if you're struggling to right. do that gamify exercise love that yeah it's like pokemon Very go me. but like for crunchy granola people mm-hmm. almond mom pokemon go got yeah God, yeah. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. me and Nomi normally just walk to the sea and try and find treasure there. But geocaching <laughs> is a good way if you want to go maybe like into the woods. No. <laughs> Not the pirate. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you going as for Halloween? Um, I'm stuck because I did want to, like me and Nomi did want to go as mobsters. So it would be the fat one and she would be the skinny wise guy. Um... <laughs> I almost said, of course. <laughs> okay, Con. <laughs> Actually, thankful for this new job, so I'm nowhere near a vending machine or McDonald's or a yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. Um, or I am skin, so it might just be that I go as a vampire again. A vampire? Real? Mm. I, I do look gonna... hot as a vampire. I do it quite often. I was going to go as a vampire and then Nari said, if you were like a shitty vampire, I think I'd get the ick. So I'm going as a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) And what if you're a shit pirate? I mean, I think it's not as bad. I'm not going to be shit. I wasn't going to be shit either of them. I should have doubled down. You should have went as Edward. You have the hair for it. Like, frail Victorian build for it. (laughs) I wish you would go as Indiana Jones. You were born to do that. Next year. And then next year you can just stay, and the year after that you can just stay Han Solo. And then you can just go through all Harrison Ford's characters. Uh, yeah, and then when I'm like 50, I go as Indiana Jones again. But, <laughs> and uh, just walk around with a crystal skull. Yeah, crystal skull. <laughs> and then when I'm like 70, I go as Indiana Jones again. And I've not seen the latest one, so don't say anything. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. I would like to say, though, that when I was younger... I kind of didn't like Crystal Skull that much because I don't know why I didn't expect Steven Spielberg to put an alien spin on Indiana Jones. But I do I, enjoy it now in retrospect. I love it yeah. mostly because the Bob. I love the Bob. What is her name? Kate, Kate Blanchett. Is Kate, that her? It's Kate Blanchett, isn't it? Yeah, I never even thought well. of that. She was so <laughs> convincing as someone with like black hair and a bob. I loved it that it like for Indiana Jones gone to like the thirties and forties and the sixties, the villains went for Nazis to Russians. <laughs> <laughs> it's not propaganda. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, mm. that being said though, I do love it. The start of it's class too. Yeah. Speaking of the greatest stories ever told, I have something to say. So this episode is gonna be another fairy tale episode, hold for applause. Yay. Um, <laughs> and I, so I get a lot of grief in this podcast from my friends, from people who listen and say, <laughs> Liam doesn't do shit. Liam doesn't put in any How come Rebecca researched everything? First of all, in the earlier episodes, I did do research, but it wasn't good. 
and she has a journalism degree and she has like a PR like experience background. Like, why would I be doing that work when we have a professional <laughs> on team? Like, do you want it to be worse quality? What do you, what do you want from me? Anyway, I took it to heart and I thought, what's the easiest episode we've done? Or like, what's the easiest research? And it's like reading a fairy tale. So I bought a fairy tale book, Scottish Fairy Tales. It is published by Senate. And there isn't actually like, um, because it's like a, what you call it? What you call, like a compilation of different fairy tales. I think it's just, yeah. there's no author. Yeah, they can't put like a name on that. Yeah. Because they're old. So I'm going to be reading from it. And I do recommend because some of them, like this one in particular made me giggle. And I was like, I need to tell this one. Like I was, I was laughing out loud to myself the whole time I was, and the, we've recorded this episode already as well, obviously. And um, we laughed last time and hopefully we have both just forgot what happened from the trauma so that we can laugh again. Everyone eat my ass is basically what I would say. <laughs> I would just like to say that I am not of the opinion that Liam does fuck all. Like when we initially started at this podcast... We kind of didn't care what we were doing, so we were like, we'll just do it 50-50, and Becca, you can edit and then do the marketing, because that's what your experience is in. And mm -hmm. then, like, the, I think we maybe got, like, eight episodes in, and I was like, like, why would I actually do that to you? Well, I can send I can send you research, or I can just tell you a story, and the whole reason why I asked Liam to do this podcast is because he's more charismatic and funny than me. <laughs> so, like, he carries, like, I carry the weight of the research, and Liam carries literally the weight of the to, like, set the tone of the show. No, That's you're, like, point. funny and charismatic, but you need the right crowd. <laughs> and I feel like we bounce off of each other in that way. Yeah, but like imagine me trying to be like funny and charismatic on my own. That sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds really embarrassing. <laughs> but like for anyone, like that yeah. sounds that just sounds gutterball, embarrassing, horrid, <laughs> rotted. <laughs> the only podcast I can that's hosted by somebody on their own that is like no like that people hosting podcasts on their own can't be engaging, but like the yeah, only it can one be that good, I can that's like be funny. Yeah, the only one that is funny is, and I don't care if she does it anymore, I think she might have stopped, is Serena Shahidi's podcast. Because she can literally just shoot the shit by herself. And I, God knows I wish I could do that, but I also, like, like there has been times where we've been desperate, and I'm like, maybe I'll record on my own, and you're like, please don't do that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it would still be engaging. People would be interested. I just think you'd listen back, and you would be horrified. At least when it's a conversation, you're like, well, I didn't say the most embarrassing thing in the past five minutes, you know? Um, I edit myself out much more than I edit you. So, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm on the other side being like, oh, that's fucking cringe. I'm like, and also because you, you need a fall guy. You're like, okay, he said something really horrible here. So I'll keep that in <laughs> if I ever want to say something horrible. <laughs> it adds up. Yeah. Anyway. Should we take a break and then I'll listen yeah. to your fairy tale and act like I've never heard it before? <laughs> 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Old Man River. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, did you know that Becca is one of only eight women in the world that can sing Old Man River in the original register? <laughs> I was gonna try and do it. I heard you go to do it, and then I was like, "No, don't actually do it. Don't, don't do it." Madison Beer is one of the greatest artists of our generation. It's just one good song. Madonna's daughter, for real. What's the song again? Home to another one, I think it's called. It's Tame Impala music with Alana Del Rey. Lyricism, yeah. Yeah, and then the voice of, like... A generation. (laughs) A generation. (laughs) I tried listening to the rest of the album, not that great, but that one song, wow, Sound of the Summer. All you need is one hit. All you need is one hit. One hit. Anyway, (laughs) speaking of hits, speaking of hits, Here we go for round two of this story. So I'm going to be reading from the story The Milk White Dew, which a dew being like a pigeon, like like Scots, I guess, for a pigeon. Yeah. Like a dew caught 
as we discussed last time that no one else knows about. But yeah, Ducats, <laughs> where, you know, where people kept pigeons. Okay, okay, okay. Everybody, get cozy, make a cuppa. I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> there was once a man who got his living by working in the fields. He had one little son called Curly Locks, me, and one daughter called um, Old Crone Hag, Becca. <laughs> no, her name was <laughs> her name was Golden Tresses. But his wife was dead. And as he had to be out all day, these children were often left alone. So as he was afraid that some evil might befall them, when there was no one around to look after them, he in an ill day married again. I say in an ill day, for his second wife was a most deceitful woman who really hated children, although she pretended before her marriage to love them. Again, Becca. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say that as well. So like, work. <laughs> yeah. I respect her for securing the bag, though. Yeah. It's, everyone does it in an interview, though, don't they? Yeah. You make a little, a couple fibs. I mean... It's not really... Yeah. We've, we've all we've all been there when we're, like, tragically single and, like... <laughs> like, I understand both. I understand both of them and their plight. If I was a single yes, parent... Yes, I'm vegan, that. I swear. I swear I'm vegan. <laughs> I'm left wing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, okay, okay. So we got to, she pretended to love them. However, she was so unkind to his children and made the house so uncomfortable with her bad temper that her poor husband often sighed to himself and wished that he had let well alone and remained a widower. But it was no use crying over spilt milk and the deed was done and he had just to try and make best of it. So things went on for several years until the children were beginning to run about the doors and play by themselves. Then one day, the goodman chanced to catch a hare and he brought it home and gave it to his wife to cook for dinner. Now his wife was a very good cook and she made the hare into a pot of delicious soup, but she was also very greedy, me. And while <laughs> the soup was boiling, she tasted it and tasted it until last she discovered that it was almost gone. And now I empathise with her again. <laughs> but she was in a fine state of mind and she knew that her husband would soon be home and she would have nothing to set before him. So what do you think the wicked woman did? She went out to the door where her little stepson Curly Locks was playing in the sun <laughs> and told him to come in and get his face washed. And while he was washing his face, she struck him over the head with a hammer, <laughs> stunned him and popped him into the pot to make soup for his father's dinner. Now that is deranged, but it gets worse. <laughs> by and by... The goodman came from work and the soup was dished up and he and his wife and his little daughter, Golden Tresses, sat down to sup it. Where's Curly Locks? asked the goodman. It's a pity he's not here as long as the soup is hot. How do I can? answered the wife crossly. <laughs> I have other work to do than run about after a mischievous laddie all morning. The goodman went on supping his soup in silence for some minutes and then he lifted a stop to a little foot on his spoon. <laughs> This is Curly Locks, but he cried in horror. There has been no work here. Hoot savers, answered his wife, laughing, pretending to be very much amused. And just to clarify, hoots and havers is like a Scots, some sort of derision. I don't know. Like, it's like claiming someone is like being, I don't know, histrionic or... Mad. Mad, yeah. She's calling someone, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. You shouldn't say that. 
I respect her acting commitment again. Like, I I hate to empathize with her because she's obviously evil, but, like, you know. I feel like gay people are always drawn towards the villain in a story. <sighs> well, they're always queer-coded. Yeah, they're catering to us specifically, so it's very hard not to see a queen here. <laughs> a queen at work. <laughs> and I'm picturing Madonna in 2020 as I read this. <laughs> Anyway, Hudson Havers uh, answered his wife laughing, pretending to be amused. What should Curly Lock's foot be doing in the soup? Tis the hare's bare forefoot, which is very like that of a human bear. But presently, the goodman took something else up into his spoon. This is Curly Lock's hand, he said shrilly. I ken it by the crook in its finger. The man's demented, retorted his wife, not to ken a hind fruit of a hare when he sees it. So the poor father did not say any more but went away out to his work, sorely perplexed in his mind, while his little daughter, Golden Tresses, who had shrewd suspicion of what had happened, gathered all the bones from the empty plates, carrying them away in her apron. She then buried them beneath a flat stone close by a white rose tree that grew by the cottage door. Lo and behold, those poor bones which she had buried with such care grew and grew to a milk-white dew that took its wings and away it flew. And at last, it lighted on a tuft of grass by a burn side where two women were washing clothes. It sat there, cooing to itself for some time. Then it sang this song softly to them. Pew pew, my mimi me slew, my daddy me chew. My sister gathered my banes and put them between two milk-white stains. And I grew and grew to a milk-white dew. And I took my wings and away I flew. So basically it's saying, pew pew, my mom killed me and my dad ate me. And then my sister buried me. <laughs> It's a bit fucked, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, the more I read it, I'm like, okay, maybe I don't have that much sympathy for her. <laughs> the women stopped washing and looked at one another in astonishment. It wasn't every day that you came across a bird that could sing a song like that, and they felt that there was something not canny about it. Like, I don't know what what they thought wasn't canny. <laughs> the bird just Maybe talking. the bird talking. <laughs> English words. <laughs> anyway. Sing that song again, my bonny bird, said one of them at last. And we'll give you all these clothes. So the bird sang its song over again, and the washerwoman gave it all the clothes, and it tucked them under its right wing and flew on. Presently, it came to a house where all the windows were open, and it perched on one of the windowsills, and inside it saw a man counting a heap of silver. And sitting on the windowsill... It sang its song to him, pew pew, my mimi me slew, my daddy me chew, my sister gathered my banes, put them in between two milk white stains, and I grew and grew to a milk white dew, and I took my wings, and away I flew. The man stopped counting his silver and listened. He felt like the washerwoman, that there was something not canny about this dew. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> They're crazy to me. When it had finished its song, he said... Sing that song again, my bonnie bird, and I'll give thee ah this siller in this bag. <laughs> I'm sorry, I really struggle to read that bit because it's just like, that is an insane way to write that. Anyway, <laughs> like why, like I get that it's supposed to be Scots, but like why is he talking like a pirate? Because he's got That's like, excessive. he's got like, what is it they call it? <laughs> what is it the pirate? He's got his bounty in front of him. He's totally <laughs> like that. Maybe he is he's, a pirate. He's uh, He's LARPing. <laughs> to be honest I'm judging him and I'm like you know what if I had a stack of silver in front of me you better believe I would be taking on the spirit of a pirate or Judas one of the two <laughs> anyway so the dude sang its song over again to the pirate and got the bag of silver 
which it tucked under its left wing, and then it flew on. It had not flown very far, however, before it came to a mill where two millers were grinding corn. Corn? I don't remember eating corn. (laughs) I think I made that exact joke last time. You did. (laughs) Carol Channing, rest in peace, queen. Anyway, (laughs) and it settled down on the sack of meal and sang its song to them. Pew, pew, my mimi me flew, my daddy me chew, my sister gathered my beans, put them between two white stains, and I grew and grew to milk white dew, and took my wings, and away I flew. Okay, that's enough of that. (laughs) (laughs) The millers stopped their work and looked at one another, scratching their heads in amazement. (laughs) Sing that song over again, my bonnie bird, exclaimed both of them together when the dew had finished. And we will give thee this millstone. The dew repeated its song and got the millstone, which it had asked one of the millers to lift onto its back. Then it flew out of the mill and up the valley, leaving the two men staring after it, dumb with astonishment. As you may think, the milk-white dew had a heavy load to carry. But it went bravely on until it came within sight of its father's cottage, and lighted down at last on the thatched roof. Then it laid its burdens on the thatch, flying down to the courtyard, picked up a number of little chucky stones. With the chucky stones in its beak, it flew back to the roof and began to throw the stones down the chimney. By this time it was evening, and the goodman and his wife and his little daughter, Golden Tresses, were sitting round the table, eating their supper. And you may be sure that they were all very much startled when the stones started rattling down the chimney, bringing such a cloud of soot with them that they were likely to be smothered. They all jumped up from their chairs and ran outside to see what the matter was. Golden Tresses, being the littlest, ran the fastest, and when she came out the door, the milk white dew flung the bundle of clothes down at her feet. The father came out next, and the milk-white dew flung the bag of silver down at his feet. But the wicked stepmother, being somewhat stout, drag her, came out last, and the milk-white dew threw the millstone right down at her head and killed her. <laughs> I, I love, like, I was, like, rubbing my hands like a little fly. I knew it was coming. Like, I was like, ooh, I love when people get their comeuppance. Then the bird spread its wings and flew away, and has never been seen again. But it had made the goodman and his daughter rich for life and had rid them of the cruel stepmother, so that they lived in peace and plenty for the remainder of their days. Woohoo! I really, really thought, and I know it, like, I was the same when you first read it, and I thought it might be different this time, but I really thought that the little dude was going to turn back into a little boy, but fairy tales do not, do not be like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you killed her, though. Yeah. Fairy tales, they are good in that way, like... Evil is always defeated and killed, which is good. Yeah. But it's good to see that we've we spoke about this on like previous fairy tale episodes, but there's like a certain like format to fairy tales. Like it's like talking animals and evil set mothers. Things in threes to build tension. Yeah, it's always good to see that executed, even like because yeah. it's a format that came through like the the Brothers Grimm fairy tales and it was like built around the kind of Germanic folk tales but it's good to see that that kind of folklore and like wordy mouth story like they all go like that it's so interesting to me that they all follow similar patterns no matter where they're from yeah it's cute I love that it's a universal language yeah it's crazy to me though that we're all like, like so unanimous in like 
hating evil <laughs> in fairy tales <laughs> and e- like evil losing. And yeah, everyone is such a nasty, rotten bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> it's the same in in like popular media, I guess. Like, and the goodie always wins. And the, I think one one like I know in horror films it's not always like that. There isn't always a final girl. And I think like the best example a evil not being overcome is in The Descent. Have you seen that? <sighs> that is for real the most disturbing film I've ever yeah. seen. Like I love horror films because I like want them to scare me. But I live with such base level anxiety that I'm like, this is just my day to day. So they don't really distress me. <laughs> <laughs> but that one fucked me up a little bit <laughs> I like it one because the main actress in it is Scottish and she doesn't change her accent and it doesn't have anything anything to do with the story of the fact that she's Scottish she's just Scottish and that's it if you haven't seen it there was two in, two endings to this film the one that was like screen tested and used in America good overcomes evil because the American audience doesn't audiences didn't like it and then the one that was screened in the UK uh, the, the UK one has the true original ending where I'm not going to totally spoil what happens. I guess I kind of have, but the end is like, oh, it is, it is bleak. <laughs> it's so bleak. <laughs> but it's just interesting that we went, no, that's a great ending. Keep that. And the Yanks were like, no, <laughs> like, good must oh, overcome no, please. evil. <laughs> please. <laughs> what I would like to see, though, is seeing like some kind of, in a way that like, the like slavish folk tales you like Baba Yaga have kind of made it into popular media. I would love, 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 love if Scottish folklore and mythology and stuff made it into horror films. Oh my god, yes, real. Anyway, we have another episode to record. Yeah, this has been the Creepy Wee Podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast, Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod, and then if you want to find out anything else, you can go to the creepywepodcast.co.uk. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Karen. Anyway, song. Your your turn. I did the episode. You do the song. Should I sing Fly on the Wings of Love? <laughs> <laughs> do it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.